guys, it's Leah Buckles from Prestige Worldwide Medical Consulting. I am a U.S. Army veteran, uh, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner. So today I want to come on and do a discussion about hypertension as it relates to PTSD and other mental health conditions. So many veterans are service connected for hypertension, and there are several ways that people can get connected for this. Um, first thing I want to do is come on and discuss um, what is hypertension, right? So hypertension is often referred to as high blood pressure. Many lay people call it, just say high blood pressure um, is when the pressure in your circulating blood against the uh, blood vessels is higher than what most medical professionals would would deem normal. Okay. So the World Health Organization refers to high blood pressure as a systolic pressure or the top number being over 140 or the diastolic blood pressure or the lower number being over 90. Okay. You can also have prehypertension, which is generally when it's above 120, um, the systolic number, but you know, anywhere from 120 to 139 or that bottom number, you know, anywhere from 80 to 89. I don't want to get super confusing by talking about a bunch of numbers, but hypertension is generally or high blood pressure is generally referred to as a systolic or top number over 140 and the bottom number or diastolic being over 90. Okay. So how do veterans get service connected for high blood pressure? Well, high blood pressure can be service connected on a primary or direct basis if you are diagnosed with high blood pressure while you're on active duty. Okay. So if you were treated for high blood pressure, if it was diagnosed on active duty, um, that can be a way. Now that's not to say if you had high blood pressure reading once or twice that that necessarily means hypertension. Typically you're diagnosed after, um, Many people use something called a five, three or a five day blood pressure check. So they may have you come in on a series of days and record them in a controlled setting, meaning you haven't, um, you know, you're not sick that day or you're not uh, maybe doing a bunch of PT and smoking five cigarettes right before you come in. You know, you, they usually have you come in, sit down for 15 minutes calmly and then record it. Right. And then they do it three or five times within a couple of week period. Okay, so just having one high reading doesn't necessarily mean that you had hypertension because things like being sick or, you know, um, the blood pressure cuff could be not the right size or mechanical equipment issues. Usually it's a diagnosed condition after several series of readings. Okay, so if you're diagnosed in service, a lot of veterans can be service connected for their blood pressure, for high blood pressure if they go on to file a claim for that. Um, another way that you can be service connected for high blood pressure or hypertension is on a secondary basis related to other conditions, right? So I've done a few videos on hypertension in the past. You guys can, are more than welcome to go and check those out. They may be also informative, but today I wanted to talk about it as it relates to mental health conditions. Okay. So I'd like to start off by saying I'm not a, an accredited agent or a VSO or an attorney. I'm not a, I'm not a legal expert, right? So you may want to discuss um, the facts of your case with one of those types of professionals as they can guide you in the filing process. I'm just a um, physician assistant like I said, former CMP examiner, and I review a lot of files and write reports based on what I review. Okay. So whenever I look at a case for hypertension, I like to look at, you know, I look at the whole case, right? So I look at what are your risk factors? So your people will have modifiable and non-modifiable non risk factors. Okay. So some non-modifiable risk factors would be like genetics, right? Do you have a family history of high blood pressure? Um, do you have, um, 
you know, some other type of disease that predisposes you to it, right? So some modifiable risk factors, um, let me go back to non-modifiable. Also, it being um, over 65 could be one, um, you know, and other disease processes. Like I said, if you've got, you know, one kidney, right, that may be a non-modifiable risk factor because the kidneys help um, regulate and control blood pressure, okay? So some modifiable risk factors would be things that you are under your control um, that are modifiable by you that can contribute to blood pressure, right? So things like weight, right? Smoking, um, you know, unhealthy diet, uh, physical inactivity, alcohol, okay? Stress, right? Um, so there's a lot of things that can contribute to high blood pressure. So when I look at that, I look at everything and I look at, you know, if somebody has, they're a smoker for 40 years, they have a strong family history, they've got one kidney. I might not say that someone's PTSD, in my opinion, is the cause of their high blood pressure, right? Um, but I balance all that, that information that's positive and negative to try to formulate an opinion, okay? So when it comes to PTSD, sometimes you may have several factors, and I include all of those. Like if you've got um, a lot of anti-inflammatory use due to orthopedic issues, or you've just got pain because pain can increase blood pressure, I may include that as well. But when it comes to mental health, stress is definitely a component. So I've been trying to give you guys a couple snippets of um, information and studies that I like to research and use. That way you guys can like find them. Um, look them up, give them to your doctor, see if they agree or disagree and, and can write a short statement for you. Remember that um, letters from your doctor are never required, but they can be helpful. Um, so one of the articles, let me pull them up. One of, <laughs> one of the first articles that I like to use um, just about mental health conditions in general is called... Um, Anxiety Disorders, Hypertension, and Cardiovascular Risk, a review, and that was published in the International Journal of Psychiatry and um, in Medicine in 2011, looked at a link between anxiety disorders and hypertension, and it states that in particular, psychological stress, psychosocial stress associated with anxiety disorders raise autonomic arousal via the hypothalamic pituitary access, which increases circulating catecholamines. So all of that... Um, there's, there's additional information in there, but all of that leads to uh, precipitating high, high blood pressure, right? Another article, hypertension in relation to post-traumatic post stress disorder and depression in the U.S. National Comorbidity Survey, published in Behavioral Medicine, um, looks at the relationship of lifetime PTSD and depression and high blood pressure, um, the impact of post-traumatic stress disorder on blood pressure and heart rate in a veteran population published in the Journal of Traumatic Stress. Um, also took a look at some of those things. So there's several different articles. I've got a, a bunch more, but I'm not going to go into a bajillion of these. Um, you know, also, I always like to touch on this. If you've had, if you have obesity related to another service-connected condition, in this case, possibly po um, PTSD or depression, um, that can also be used to discuss how your weight has impacted your hypertension, right? Now, that's not to say if you, it's just lifestyle choices, you just like to go to McDonald's or whatever. I like to go to Chick-fil-A, right? If, if you like to go to one of these places and that's just your lifestyle, then that's what it is. But if you've got mental health stuff that is impacting your um, diet and exercise because you're stress eating, maybe you have a comorbid bulimia, you know, bulimia or some other type of eating disorder, right? And you're service connected for it. 
that can certainly contribute. Lack of exercise as well. So if you're not exercising because you have a social phobia, you don't like to leave the house, you don't like crowds, et cetera, et cetera. Those things can definitely contribute. Um, so I hope this was helpful. Um, I wanted to, oh, real quick, I'm going to touch on the ratings, right? So I don't, again, I don't represent clients, but I know a lot of times people like to know um, the ratings. These are always subject to change. So I would say, make sure you follow up with whoever is assisting you in the filing process if you have questions on this. Um, but generally speaking, um, if you're diastolic or your bottom number is between 100 and 109 or your systolic pressure is um, 160 to 199, it can be 10%. If your diastolic number is 110 to 119 or your systolic pressure is 200 or greater, it's 20%. If your bottom number is 120 to 129, it's 40%. And if the bottom number is 130 or higher, it can be 60%. Now, a lot of veterans will ask me, well, what if I'm on medications and it helps control me and bring me into a normal range? Well, you can still be service-connected for it, right? And so you might be service-connected at 0%, but if you develop other cardiac conditions later in life that can be tied to it, or if your blood pressure becomes non-controllable as you age, it can always be increased, right? So I hope this was helpful. Please drop some comments if you guys have any questions about hypertension as it relates to mental health disorders. Um, please like and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate everybody hanging out. Um, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot.